Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found... Geek Watch 1. Hey, Geeksters. I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1. And we're moving slowly and surely out of the frigid and warm and frigid and warm into more just warm and warm. Man, we had days well, of 70 degrees this week. Yep. Yeah, we did. And And today, being the first day of spring as we're recording... Right now, it's barely in the low 40s. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. That's Ohio <laughs> in the springtime. They they did say I did hear from from the you know the weather forecasters on on the news that we're not expected to go below freezing at all anymore. Okay, good. At, even at night with the lows and everything. So fingers crossed that they're right because mm-hmm. they aren't always. No. So. Hey, we there's been many times that opening day for baseball, which anybody who doesn't know is usually the first week of April, has been snowed out in the north. Yep. 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 Definitely. I watched. Actually, was it last weekend? I was watching um, uh, MLS game. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was Toronto FC down at Columbus Crew, and it was snowing on them. Right. Yeah. And and often you don't see soccer with snow very often. Like that's no, really no. rare. But the way their season is, it's always a possibility since they have teams in the north. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was funny that it was Columbus and not up in Toronto that they would get the snow. Yeah, because I mean, because Columbus's uh, field is it's it's an open field. I mean, yeah. it's an actual stadium. Most, most it's not ML, most MLS ones are open. Though. Right. Like you a know, lot of soccer is open unless it's a. Unless it's a shared field. Right. If I remember so, right, most um, MLS and a lot of the most soccer in general, they play rain or shine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Right. They yeah. Yeah. Play through the rain all the time. That's not a big deal. But the snow was interesting. Like there, you could see the guys like when there was downtime and stuff, they were hopping around, like just trying to keep themselves warm and and keeping the muscles loose and everything mm-hmm. because they were getting so cold. Finding right. as many sideline heaters as they could find. Right, exactly. It's not they don't have all the equipment that football players can put on. Mm-hmm. You know, so but that was kind of funny. That's our weather for this week. That's right. <laughs> That's become a thing. We have to have the um weather report. <laughs> yeah. Crazy weather report. So how are you guys doing? What you guys be doing this week? Anything fantastically awesome? Um, I don't know if it's awesome, but I've been catching up on a few of the Pixar movies that I had neglected to watch in the past. Yeah. And I finally, I think maybe watching Turning Red put me in the mood to watch more Pixar. I I had never seen Onward, so I finally watched that. Um, and I finally watched Coco. So those were a couple I caught up on. Coco, I think we saw it, didn't we, Vicky? Coco was good. Yeah. It was. I think when they were released, I just had to be in the mood for that kind of movie. It just didn't happen at the time. Yeah, and, right. Because uh, Pixar is kind of a Pixar is more. Th- those movies are much more emotional than your standard Disney movie. So right. Right. Be in the mood for those. Yeah, I. I've just been doing a lot of reading, so I don't think I, you did. I, you did the panel. Oh wait, yeah, I did. Yeah, so I did. I did watch the the George Perez yeah. uh, benefit panel. That was last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last night. Yeah, and it was really good, and it was kind of—I don't know—it was kind of 
emotional at times. Like, I mean, like the panelists weren't emotional, but it was just like to hear about his life. Because they were telling stories about him. They were telling him, all so. these awesome stories about him. And uh, it was, uh, you know, I didn't realize that he was self-taught. No, and for for him to have all that talent and be self-taught. But a lot was... of them around his age and, and ones that have passed, like the early ones, they were self-taught because there wasn't right. a lot out there for them. Right, but I mean, because some of them still had some type of formal art training. Right, right. Like he, okay. like I think he started like right out of high school. I think prior to that, he may have done a couple of fanzines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they said that it was him, his ability as a storyteller, that that is what sold uh, George Perez. Right. And that the the art part of him just kept getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, as amazing an artist as he was starting out, like he never stopped improving. Right. Um, and they said that just his energy, like he's so positive and so, was such a, even now with everything he's going through, is such a positive and upbeat person that, he really is. Yeah. Because we saw him yeah. in person a couple times. And yeah. He just, he absolutely is always positive. It yeah. doesn't matter what's going on or the crowd around him or anything. He's just right. always positive. Right. And I, I was telling, um, I was telling, um, uh, my, my brother that I, I regret that I never personally got to meet him. And he says, well, did you read any of his stuff? I said, oh yeah, I loved all his stuff. He said, well, then you met him. He said, if you read anything of George Perez's, you've met him. Right. That's who he is. Right. So, you know, reason why I love Nightwing so much, I guess, is because of, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Nightwing, Titans. All the, right. all the old school team yeah. Titans. That was, yeah. And, and, you know, what he was working on um, the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu uh, books. Uh, I think he he did some work on um, the original White Tiger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I live. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because from what we've talked about with the um, with the DC that you like, a lot of times is um, it seems like a lot of it was basically George Perez was your in- gateway into DC comics. Really, if you think about yeah. the ones that you really yeah. really like, they were all George Perez's when you first started in it. Where well, that's I like mean, when we were kids, George Perez was one of the main artists. Right, he did a lot of books at that time anyway. Well, and they said that he just like there was no quit in him, like um. Like there were, I forget which book it was. Maybe it was Wonder Woman. Like with Wonder Woman, like he started off as artist, and this other guy was was doing the plotting and writing, and then and then you, a few issues later, George is doing the plotting and the art, and this other guy was doing the writing, and then give it a few other issues, and eventually George was doing the whole thing. George, George was the the. 70s to 80s Wonder Woman with the super curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the look he gave Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Yeah, and they said that you know the he he has such a passion for Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and that you know you know that was just and it, that came through in everything, and his uh and you know of course when they were talking about the whole JLA Avengers, like. Like that, and the fact that he was one of those people, like they're like they would give George like eighty five characters. He said, "You you don't need to put all eighty five characters here. You can just 
put whatever. Yeah, you can choose what you want. Uh, no, no. Put them all in. Put them all in. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, there's one, I think it's called, maybe it was World War Hulk. Maybe it was. Like, there was a, there was a, they said, well, you know, there, there's this trophy room that Rick Jones has. And, you know, there, we just need Cap Shield, Thor's helmet, I mean, Thor's uh, hammer. hammer, Iron Man's helmet. A couple other things. So your choice, right? Do you, and so if you go and you look at the splash page, there's Magneto's helmet. There's part of Thor's helmet. There's um, U.S. Agent's broken shield. Uh, there was even a reference to uh, – they said that if you look in there, Archie's Riverdale uh, Letterman, Letterman jacket is in there somewhere. See, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like how um, they do huge splash pages, and then there's a little Easter eggs in there that if you really, really look into it, you catch his little things. And and there was one thing, and I wish I could find this, and it probably next to impossible, but apparently George Perez liked drawing naked women. (laughs) He said said that at a convention, this kid came up and asked him to draw the invisible woman with invisible clothes. So he, he draws <laughs> and he said they they said that George Perez would some he would time that he would introduce himself as P E R as in pervert and easy. <laughs> and so apparently he drew uh Sue Storm on a balcony in invisible clothes and she's you know and but that wasn't enough. Now you got uh you got the human torch flying overhead and somewhere off in the corner is Ben Grimm and reading the, the, the whole four fantastic four <laughs> just all over. Like, so this, this kid, and, and then he didn't charge, you know, he, he didn't charge for sketches. And like, I think even when we went to our convention, he wasn't charging for sketches. He was just, you just had to get a number, right? You know, that was it. Like, People charge for sketches. I mean, that's just a given. Right. You don't get free sketches, but he did, you know, because he loved doing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I could have gotten... But it was a good panel. It was a good panel. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that about George. I'm like, man, me, me and him would make fast friends then. Had <laughs> known that about him, so. Are they... Uh, do you know, is it available for replay? Can you still get it for replay? Or is it was it a one and done and we're never doing it again? It was... It was actually part of... It, you may be able to find it on YouTube. Um, it was actually part of um, Pop Goes the Pop Goes the Culture. Okay. So it was actually that show. Okay. So I don't know if the or, reason or why they may put at least highlights on YouTube or something. Yeah, because I got you know there they do have a fundraiser attached to it. Yeah. Maybe that's how I got was because of the fundraiser right. part of it. But it was it, it was also it was a special episode of Pop Goes the Show. So okay. yeah. So there you go. Okay. Actually, yeah, Pop Goes the Culture TV actually has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, Pop here. Goes the Culture there. Yeah, so. Uh, let me make sure that the sound is not going to jump out on this. Let me just see what I got what they got on here. Um, do they have the newest videos? Yeah, it has the Kurt Busick um highlights from the panel. Paul go. Levitt's mm-hmm. Yeah, they have little 2-minute clips from the different sections of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah, but I believe tickets. I, I think the sales ended on the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. 
So okay. yeah, it was all like just a yesterday yeah. thing. So yeah. Did they did they say did they happen to say how many tickets they sold or how much money they were? Because uh, it seemed like it was pre-recorded, so I don't know. Oh, it might be an after the fact. Yeah, yeah. So we may find out after the fact. But I did. I do believe that they said that they would also provide a list of charities that people or or a link that where people could donate. Uh, they would email that to participants. No, I believe you can you can go to the site. Oh, okay. And uh, they would have link there where you can donate to <laughs> George uh, a list of charities that George supported. Right. Yeah. And if I remember, George Perez is actually still around, isn't he? He's just, I mean, oh, he's yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously yeah. sick. Uh, that's why they're doing this. But it, uh, it's like, guys, don't listen to this and think, because it's talking the past tense. No, George Perez is still alive. He's just right, having right. a lot of medical problems. <laughs> it, was, it was just about his history. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, yeah. and a, lot of, a lot of the fundraising isn't necessarily going all to his medical issues. He didn't want it all for that. No. They weren't doing this all for that. It, it's too other charities he supports as well so that it's mm-hmm. doing good right. for a lot more people. Right. Yeah, I mean, because I believe they said that like, maybe a couple, three weeks, a month ago or something like that, D.C. had a party in his honor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he was there. Right. So, yeah. So Okay. Yeah. He's, still, he's still looking like George Perez, just skinnier, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the so. illness, but, but he's still looking like himself. Right. So. Cool. Um, and, uh, Oh, the the other thing was, uh, I did watch the new show on HBO Max, uh, DMZ. I watched the first couple episodes. It's only a four episode limited series, whatever they want to call them now. Okay. Um, and it's it's good, but the problem is it's some it's stuff you've kind of seen before. Like if this had been done years ago. It may have been more original, but it's basically, you know, a war zone, obviously DMZ, demilitarized zone. This is like um, after the U.S. has had essentially another civil war and um, and there are factions and all this. And and uh, this mother uh, is is goes back into the DMZ where she lost her son years ago. They got separated and he ended up staying back there and she got out and um so she goes back in, but it, like I said, it's, it's a lot of what you've kind of seen before in a lot of movies like this. Like a lot of it reminded me of some stuff from the walking dead when they're in the cities and things are deteriorating and that, or, or why the last man when things are going bad in the cities. And so it's, it's kind of, it, it's not, it doesn't feel overly original. The story itself even doesn't feel that way because it's kind of like, warring factions and someone trying to become leader and that kind of thing. So it's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. It's got high drama content and it's got violence, a lot of shooting and deaths and stuff. And uh, Rosario Dawson is the mom. She's the star. And uh, funny enough, she happens to be a medic and it's funny because, you know, she's night nurse for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and Benjamin Bratt is also in it. Um, and there, there's a bunch of other actors you'll recognize in it. Um, they, yeah, they've done that from a the trailer. Job. It seemed like it was almost like a who's who. Of, wow, I know everybody in this trailer. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they're recognizable faces and they, they're, they're, they're good to watch. Um, it's just not, don't expect anything overly original going into it. Um, just because of a lot of the content we're getting now. 
mm-hmm. um, is kind of similar, but it, it's still it's still pretty decent. And I mean, if you have HBO Max, it's not it's not a big time suck to have only four episodes that are about fifty minutes long. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's an afternoon. Yeah, it's well done. Like it's it's they definitely put money into it. So there is that part. Um, but yeah, so there you go, DMZ. Cool. Uh, one thing I kind of know. Um, I watched this week that I enjoyed way better than I, because I didn't, we may have talked about this on here before, but you guys ever hear of Twisted Tunes? No. On YouTube? It's a group, it's, um, a group of voice actors that do panels at different conventions and doing, um, different scripts for movies and things. Ah, okay. But during the pan, the one that got me was that it came up in my newsfeed somewhere. The um, the host or the guy who created Twisted Tunes got um, Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche to do Who's on First, but it's Pinky in the Brain doing Who's on First. Ah, okay. Uh, it was hilarious. It's like that's a sketch that you really <laughs> either got to know that sketch really good or you got to have chemistry with your um, your opposite a lot for the partner or else it just doesn't work. Right, right, and it, this was hilarious to see. But um, they have a YouTube channel where they have full panels from different conventions, like anywhere from a forty-minute panel to um, hour, hour fifteen, of uh, just doing okay. different stuff. And it's the voice actors doing the characters you know in these famous movie scenes and things. Ah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I enjoy watching the voice actors stuff because it's like these are guys that. Unless you watch cartoons and are paying attention, no, the mainstream Hollywood really doesn't get these guys. But they're some of the best character actors you're ever going to meet. I mean, they, some right. of these guys play hundreds of different characters. Right. Right. That's true. And I mean, in a lot of a lot of the cartoons and that you get now, the more mature cartoons that you'll get on Netflix and, and Amazon and Hulu and stuff, you'll recognize a lot of the voices. Yes. Because not, not because you know <clears throat> the live action actor, but because you actually know the voice from other things. Like, you know, just watching like... Teen Titans Go or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, right. You'll you'll recognize half the voices in something else. And yeah, yeah. The the voice acting community is a very is actually really a really small community for the people who really mm-hmm. know what they're doing. I mean, right. there's plenty of mainstream actors that dip their toes in it here and there, but mm-hmm. the guys who actually do it and that's what they do are amazing. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Will Friedle from that was a Boy Meets World. Because he got he really got into the voice acting, because mm-hmm. uh, he was the voice of Batman in Batman the animated series, and so apparently there he's he was he and uh, huh he was yeah. Batman. Tim yeah. Con- I said Kevin Conroy was Batman in animated series. Now this he, was one of the other Batman did, series. He did he did uh, apparently he did voice he did voice Batman in that and he voiced him in um uh which one was it Batman for uh Bat- Batman Beyond. Okay. Yeah, and so what was his name? He apparently he and uh, guess another person that he was doing work with. Uh, apparently, they're starting a new podcast. Mm-hmm. I was listening to, uh, and I forgot what the name of it was, but they're bringing together a bunch of uh, a bunch of the voice actors. I think it's called "I Hear Voices." That's the name oh, of it. There you go. Yeah, I hear voices. So, Dude, yeah, if anybody gets a chance to um, listen to any of the um, voice actors' YouTube pages, or not YouTube, but. Um, podcasts like rob paulson used to have one and it's like dude right. th- it is awesome you just listen to them and tell the story or telling stories and uh, everything else right, mm-hmm. right. you never know who you're gonna actually hear on the podcast because there's a, they'll True. just randomly drop into these different characters and stuff 
Uh, yeah, the one that I actually listen to all the time is um, James Arnold Taylor does um, talk talking to myself, and it's usually about forty five minutes, and it's just him. But there's like fifteen different people on the show, and every voice right. on the show is him. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you listen to him regular talk, you don't uh, you don't hear one of the most famous voices that everybody in the world has heard that he does. He's the voice of Fox's animation domination for Sunday nights. He's the announcer. Ah, okay. but if you listen to him talk regular, that's it. Does sounds nothing like it because he doesn't have that deep voice normally. And yeah. and actually, there's there's some voice actors you should go looking them up on TikTok. Oh yeah, because they'll do they'll do all kinds of things on TikTok, including voicemail outgoing messages that you can basically save to your phone. So oh. you can get well-known voices as your voicemail message. Oh, no, I you know, didn't need to know If you know, know how that. to just download it from TikTok and that. So, yeah, they, they do them all the time. And they do some ridiculous ones. Like the, the commentary they give, it's just ridiculous sometimes. So so look up voice actors you like. They're not all on there, but there are quite a few on there that, that you'd be surprised. Well, <laughs> the other one is do check out Cameo. Because mm-hmm. nothing, there's nothing like writing your own script for a voice actor to do for you. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you want to pay for it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, but you know, Ron Moss is on Cameo. I, I would, I would like to get Shut Ron, up Ma- about Ron Moss. What? No. Yes, no. <laughs> I get him do a commercial for Ron Moss Academy Academy de Teatro. Okay. What? Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, if, if you didn't see it, by the way, since we mentioned it recently, um, I just saw this morning. That our uh, our pals at Stray Dog, who have now taken over Pugfest, posted a new Pugfest logo. Okay. So go check it out on Facebook on the Pugfest page. Um, when Pugfest comes around in the fall, they will likely have uh, you know T-shirts and everything. They, Pugfest always has T-shirts. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a couple of those from, from past years. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they're like draw their there's their drawings that are submitted by people that they choose one um it's likely because this is a a new organizer this year that you may get some t-shirts that have the logo on it as well right um so it's a very cool logo though they they write out pug fest and it kind of looks like the outline of a of a dog with his tongue sticking out and the u of pug is the tongue oh yeah it's very cute and it's got the akron skyline in the background so it's, nice. a very, it's a very cute logo. They did a good job. But yeah, that that's local news. <laughs> well, it's also news from our buddies, um, Charlie Murphy is straight dog. So that's true. That is true. So that's what we've been up to and been doing and things. But, um, wow, that took a lot. That was a longer, um, geek watch one update than we <laughs> usually do, but that's fine. Right. <laughs> what else is going on in the rest of the world out here? Miss Dawn? Um, well, in case you've been under a rock, there were uh, a few trailers over the past week for shows. Uh, we got the uh, the trailer for The Boys Season 3. Yes. Uh, I just saw a headline. Where... It had like 20 million um, content warnings or something that have come across on it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's The Boys. I mean, if you've seen the series, you know what to expect. So don't be surprised even mm-hmm. in the trailer. Uh, it does give us a glimpse. We get our first look at Soldier Boy, which is um, Jensen Eccles' character. Uh, we also get to see uh, a a changed Billy Butcher, which finally catches up to what they've done in the comics. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because in the comics, the boys actually do take uh, the compound to make themselves just as strong as the heroes they're trying to take down when things go wrong. So they're finally uh, they're finally doing something like that in the show. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but uh, but yeah, so season three coming in June, which we already knew, but the, the that trailer's out there. Um, we also got a very brief teaser, like this is a teaser in the truest of senses uh, for Umbrella Academy season three, just to let us know that uh, the sparrows are here, which we knew at the end of season two was the sparrows, right? Were coming and uh, gives very brief glimpses of the characters. And lets us know that it's going to be premiering June 22nd. So that's something else in June. Yeah. <laughs> and the third thing in June, which we got the much anticipated, long awaited trailer for, was Ms. Marvel. Which oh, I didn't even know that one was out. When did that one come out? Um, like midweek. Um, originally, uh, we had been told it was going to be July. So right. we're, kind of, we're getting it a month earlier than expected. Uh, that show is going to premiere June 8th. So Marvel, Disney Plus, etc. is obviously getting back to giving us consistent content. Because um, we have Moon Knight starting in 10 days uh, as of recording. Mm-hmm. Then we have that leads us into when Doctor Strange comes out. Right. And then we have the beginning of June. We'll have Ms. Marvel, mm-hmm. which will lead us into when Thor Love and Thunder comes out. So we can expect probably in August that we may be getting She-Hulk or the, the the next season of What If because we've been told that yes it is showing up this year. Yes. Yeah. So um I just wanted to say about the Ms. Marvel trailer uh one of the things that people have talked about especially is her change of powers um and background based on the comic versus what seems to be happening in the show. Because in the comics, uh, Kamala Khan gained her powers through genetic ancestry as an inhuman. Right. Obviously, Marvel is still avoiding inhumans. Even more than they're avoiding saying the word mutant. They're avoiding (laughs) inhumans. So in the trailer, she's actually seen putting on a bracelet that seems to trigger her abilities. Right. Um. What she does with them and her the description of them, etc. It's they seem to possibly be negabands, which are a powerful artifact of the Cree, which would be a direct connection to Carol Danvers because we know Kamala is going to be in the Marvels movie. Right. Um, they are strongest together as a pair, but in the trailer you only see the one bracelet, so it's possible through the course of the show or maybe into the movie she gets the other one because then that could actually give her powers on on a on a on par with uh what Captain Marvel has. Right. Cause it allows you to go into space for short periods, it allows you to fly, that kind of thing. Um they they could also be quantum bands, but quantum bands are kind of based on a prototype nega band, so they're similar anyway. Right. Um so the the change of powers basically I think is to help set her up for working with Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau, whether they call her Photon or Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's to set her up for that, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And she still does in the trailer. She's still doing some of the stuff she does in the comics. Like she, she kind of has a bit of a not. It's not a shape shifting. It's more of a 
it's more of a like a elasticity. It, it's it's more of a hiding who you are thing, making yourself look like someone else. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not doesn't actually change her body. It just makes her look like someone else. Right. Um. More like more like you know an X Men kind of thing, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also shows her with a large fist because we know in the comics she does this thing that says in biggin and she can make various parts of her body large and and she can be really large and not really in an Ant-Man, Giant-Man way, different than that. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, it's more so, of an energy you know, field and it's not actually yeah. her body shifting because I'm, I'm watching it through well, with no sound now. So Yeah, and in the comics it is her body shifting. So yeah. that's what they changed it in the trailer so that everything is an energy field kind of mm-hmm. thing right. that she seems to be using. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. And uh, like I said, June 8th, we're getting it a lot sooner, like a, a month sooner than we thought. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not that too far off. Uh, we don't know how many episodes yet, uh, especially since they called Moon Knight a limited series and they're giving us six episodes. Right. They have not said Ms. Marvel is a limited series because obviously she may end up having more than one season. So we're, we're looking minimum six, though. Right. That's what we get in these series. We get minimum six episodes. So we'll see. Um Moving on from that, another interesting teaser trailer that came out this week uh, is for a Netflix series that we typically don't talk about comedies unless there's a, a geek element to them. So Netflix unveiled the first teaser trailer for The Pentaveret. It's a new comedy series starring Mike Myers that he also created and executive produces. It's a six-episode series that arrives May 5th. Um, and the trailer offered a look at all eight characters that Mike Myers is playing. (laughs) The show, this is where the geek stuff really comes in, is about a secret society of men who have been pulling the strings and influencing world events since the Black Plague in 1347. So instead of calling them the Illuminati, they're being called the Pentaveret. Um, In modern times, a Canadian journalist finds himself caught in a mission to uncover the truth, but the Pentaveret will stop at nothing to stay a secret in the world. So that that's where the geekiness comes in. But um, the funny thing is, obviously Mike Myers is playing this Canadian journalist, and uh, his name is Ken Scarborough. Mike Myers was born and raised in Scarborough, Ken Ontario. Ken Scarborough. Much. Yeah. Um, my hometown. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, the, he loves like he he doesn't hide it like, no no he's he's truly canadian um mm-hmm. but yeah he's he's playing him he's playing you know a, a media mogul he's playing a um a rock agent he's playing like member of the pentaveret he's like it's all over the place you and it's his usual you know it's almost like austin powers kind of stuff like all in disguise all these different characters <laughs> and and the funny thing is it's not just all about him the series also stars people like ken young Keegan-Michael Key, Debbie Mazar, Jennifer Saunders. There's a lot of people in this series. And it's narrated by Jeremy Irons. Oh, nice. So, well, there you go. <laughs> so this, <laughs> May 5th. It's, and, and apparently it all drops at once. So uh, May yeah, it's 5th, Netflix. Netflix. Episodes. Yeah, Netflix doesn't slowly put it out. They always put it theirs out 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for most things. There are shows that are extremely popular. They do a week at a time still. But... Um, but lately they've been doing this. So, so yeah, look for the Pentaveret, Mike Myers and look for the trailer. Just try, <laughs> look for the trailer just to see him Look for the trailer. Um, we also have an, uh, another comeback. Uh, Jack Black is returning 
to the Kung Fu Panda franchise for a new Netflix series titled Kung Fu Panda the Dragon Knight. Um, and, and funny enough, uh, last week is when Netflix announced it, which um, they announced it on National Panda Day. Which makes sense. So, um, the, the premise of this is there's a mysterious pair of weasels setting their sights on a collection of four powerful weapons. Oh, no. So Poe must leave his home to embark on a globetrotting quest for redemption and justice that finds him partnered with a no-nonsense English knight named the Wandering Blade. Together, these mismatched warriors set out on an epic adventure to find the magical weapons first, and then, of course, save the world from destruction. Of course. Um, so <laughs> far, Jack Black's the only one announced, uh, and DreamWorks is producing the series, though, so it... I'm hoping we get some of the other members well, of the his, Furious of Five. Tribe. Yeah. yeah, some some of them coming into um, that. That'll be fun. But th- there's there's no date on that. They they just announced it was coming. So for Kung Fu Panda <laughs> lovers uh, <laughs> and another animated series, we found out just a bit more about uh, that we're going to be getting on HBO Max soon. We don't have a date, but soon. Uh, Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai, which we talked about a while back. Yeah. Right. Um, now, it's making its premiere in June at the Annecy Animation Festival. So it's expected that soon afterwards is when it's going to either be announced or show up on HBO Max. Okay. So June to July is, is the likelihood. Uh, we have a little bit more on the plot details now, though. It's a period piece from 1920 Shanghai. And it reveals how 10-year-old Sam Wing, who is the future shop owner Mr. Wing in the original Gremlins movie, how he met the the young Mogwai we know as Gizmo. And they strike up a lifelong friendship as Wing attempts to return Gizmo to his family, encountering and sometimes battling colorful monsters and spirits from Chinese folklore. And of course, in the meantime, the two of them, plus a street thief they pick up along the way are pursued by a power hungry industrialist and his growing army of evil gremlins this sounds like a, to have the bad ones. this yeah. sounds like an 80s movie adaptation to saturday mornings right exactly like something exactly. like the jackie chan adventures or something <laughs> right that was a good show though yeah that was a good show. well most of the stuff um, that got translated to kids cartoons is like you add you take one part silly creature one part serious character and add one or two other characters and you got a cartoon <laughs> right mm-hmm. right so um the cool thing is they also announced a full voice cast for this and there's there's a lot of recognizable names especially um the the parents and grandparents of sam we get ming na wen we get bd wong and we get james hong not surprisingly as the grandfather because that's yeah. what he does <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also have playing Sam, um, Isaac Wang, and you've actually seen and heard him before if you saw the movie Clifford the Big Red Dog, mm-hmm. or if you watched Raya and the Last Dragon, he actually played Boone in that. So he was a very prevalent character in that movie, so if you've seen that, you've heard him before, okay. and he's playing Sam Wayne. Okay. Um, and then I actually have a comic story, yet another throwback to a <laughs> franchise we all love. Opus Publishing, which is the publishing arm of Incendium, which does a lot of uh, action figures and games, will debut Bill and Ted Roll the Dice on June 14th. This is a comic set after the events of Bill and Ted's bogus journey. 
Okay. And the story follows the wild stallions as they're sent back to hell, this time by Satan himself. There, they'll have to play a fantasy RPG to save the band and their souls. So it's Bill and Ted do Dungeons and Dragons is what we're talking here. Nice. Um, <laughs> along the way, they'll run into their old pal Joan of Arc, occultist Aleister Crowley, and many others, including, apparently, Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a real thing. Oh, hey. Right. <laughs> the the story's written by James Asmus, who did Quantum and Woody, with art by Wayne Nichols, who worked on Orphan Black. Each issue will also have a sub-origin story of Chuck Denomalous, who was the villain in Bogus Journey. And that includes fan-favorite character Rufus in a leading role in that subplot. Okay. Um, and that section is going to be written by John Barber, who worked on Back to the Future, with art by Andrew Curry, who worked on Doctor Who. It's a four-part miniseries, but that's just the beginning. There are plans to have a new Bill & Ted comic in stores every month including some one-shots to gear up for the next miniseries. Okay. So if you love Bill and Ted, you love their adventures, you love some some kind of jacked-up versions of history along the way, then <laughs> you may want to get these Bill and Ted Roll the Dice coming in June. <laughs> now, my, my final story, it's comic-related, but not actually about comics. It's about a seven-year-old who broke a world record recently. Okay. Nidish VB, a seven-year-old child actor from Tamil Nadu, India, recently broke the Guinness World Record for the most DC characters identified in one minute. VB was able to name 60 characters in exactly 60 seconds, breaking the previous record of 52 characters in one minute. And he said, I actually wanted to try Marvel because I really like Spider-Man, but everyone convinced me to do DC, so I agreed. <laughs> <laughs> now interestingly i also spotted the record for the most marvel characters identified in a minute is actually held by uh laura nunan of sydney australia who identified 88 characters in 60 seconds so if you think you're a fast talker yeah oh, i think my. some of it also is a lot of that also is you have to plan out who you're naming because you can't yeah. use long names or else you're not going to make it Right, right. You have you have to have have your list, have it memorized cuz looking at a list is not going to help you at all. You have to have mm -hmm. everything memorized, go through it over and over and over faster and faster. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a pretty cool fact. Gee. Yeah. <laughs> so now, everyone out there, tell us how many characters of either DC or Marvel you can name in 60 seconds. <laughs> you can practice. You can pra go ahead and practice. As Let me much know. as if we know um superheroes on the on this show, I don't know if any of us could even name just on the fly, out of nowhere, name 60 characters. You know what I mean? Because eventually right, your brain right. just locks up and you say, I'm done. Yeah. And the amount <laughs> the amount that you can do in 60 seconds, I mean, the average person cannot doesn't get out a lot of words in the span of 60 seconds. Right. So if you guys want to record it, if you have TikToks or something and you want to send me the link, I will share it. Okay? <laughs> if you can do something like this, Marvel characters, DC characters... Hell, if you can get into Harry Potter characters or something, I don't care. Yeah. Give me characters in 60 I seconds. I mean, hey, you, video. we'll edit it, edit it together and put it on the YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel for Geek Watch 1. We, we just do. don't put much on it. We, we have a YouTube channel that's sorely neglected because we don't have content for it. I mean, <laughs> if you you could focus on the X-Men alone. Yeah. And you, and you, you get or 60. Or you could do just villains of either one. Right. Or, just, you know, like there's, there's ways you can do it, but... Right. 
Yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. If you 60 in 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there we go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is craziness. So that was the last news story you had? That was a lot, that was my last news story. Well, what else do we have for today um, that we wanted to cover before um, we Um I mean we don't we don't have a lot cuz there wasn't like much new coming out. Yeah. Um we we do have I mean I know you guys didn't watch the last episode but Resident Alien hit its half season finale which is it's ridiculous they're calling these things that now. Yeah. Right? Like they're they're mid season finale. No, it's not your finale. You're just going on break for a couple weeks. Like <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Um that I mean the show's good anyway. Um if you saw the second to last episode, you know that uh that Harry and uh and uh what's her name? Asta. 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 Asta, Asta um have come back from New York with with a very delicate package and uh got to Harry's place and there was literally a surprise uh surprise party mm-hmm. and and uh at the end of at the end of that second last episode was uh you you saw everyone yell surprise and the egg cracked uh so not surprisingly in this finale episode there's a baby and <laughs> it's it's something i'm not going to give it away but uh Essentially, Asta and Harry are trying. Well, Harry knows there's the baby's out, tries to hide it from everybody, even Asta. Eventually, she finds out, and then they're debating: Do we make everyone leave because the baby's in the house, or is the baby getting out and everyone has to stay in the cabin? And they're trying to have the party going on at the same time as they're trying to hide all this. Right. <laughs> and not surprisingly, the two kids show up, and they're not supposed to be there but they're trying to warn them of something and the mayor and his wife kind of have issues at one kind point. Of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know what the mayor has been doing all along. And the fact that the last episode, the mayor had gone up um, with the friends and taken pictures of the area for possible resort and then hid that from his wife. Didn't say he did anything. That was a problem. Yeah. We well, he's going to come haunt him. <laughs> and, and it came back to haunt him. And, of course, he didn't actually mention to the friend either that he was doing this to possibly get a resort. So now she's ticked off at him. Right. Because she wouldn't want it ruined like that. Right. Um, so it the, the, the end of the episode definitely leaves it cliffhangery uh, waiting for the next episode to come um, with uh, a new development as to what's on Earth. Right. And the troubles they're facing, basically, uh, without giving it away. That's, that's where mm-hmm. we'll go with that. Um, but it's always it's always worth watching. It's still funny as hell, even if there's troubles going yeah. on. That's um, one thing. This so, show, well, part of it that you know is Alan Tudyk, just because it's like, oh yeah, dude. Anybody who listens to the show knows Alan Tudyk. We all love Alan Tudyk. Just the way yeah. his delivery on a lot of this stuff is awesome. Right. And and the good thing at this show gave him a great cast to work with because uh, basically every character, main character, mm-hmm. is funny and awkward and ha- like not as awkward as no one's ever as awkward as Alan Tudyk can be in anything. No, no. But like they've got there's just the the circumstances and the humor of all these different char- like especially the sheriff. I love the oh sheriff. Oh my god, the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, in this season, 
it's weird because it's like he's so hilarious and everything that we know of him. And then um, this season, you actually get his backstory and why he's there. Is all of a sudden it's like yes. holy moly, that got really deep for half a second. Right, <laughs> right. So, so it's kind of cool that you you do get the sheriff's backstory, and then you get the deputy who's convinced that she's been seeing UFOs and suddenly is going into this you know, research about aliens and stuff and doesn't realize how real this is going on. Right. Um, you know, so there's, there's her issues and then, then there's the friend and then there's the mayor and his wife and the kids and they've all got stuff going on. They've all got funny stuff and some serious stuff and some awkwardness and it, and, it, it really works well together. And really there's some other stuff going on with the other town. Like there's that little feud between, yeah, the we found about, out about the feud between the mayors. Yeah, um, between the other town, which is why the mayor wants to see if he can get a resort <laughs> instead of the other town because the other town keeps calling them the murder town. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not the reputation you want. No. Yeah. No. No. Um, but but yeah, so it it's definitely it was definitely a good. It it was almost like a, it was almost, it could have really been a season finale kind of episode. So for it to be a mid-season finale, they they definitely worked with that mm-hmm. to make sure there was a cliffhanger at the end, right? Um, that you'll that you'll want to tune in for when it comes back. So, um, so yeah, and I guess I guess the other one that is still currently running and do, not not taking a break uh, is Snowpiercer. Yes, I don't know how they could even try to take a break with this show. Right. Right. But it's also, it's like, I'm wondering, because um, we're, what, six, seven episodes in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's right. like, are they going to actually finish it on this, or are they going to just figure out something new to take it? Are they going to find this Eden well, place that he thought up out of nowhere? <laughs> well, they're starting to take cues now from what, some of the things that happened in the graphic novel. Yeah. Um. So, like, cause like because, like... They, they started basically with the premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they got through that kind of in the first season. Right. Um, so then they were kind of like filling in and trying to figure out with this other train and then all this stuff. So they added a lot of that along the way. But now they've gone back to the graphic so that they were able to fill in to kind of give us the complete characters. Like these are the right. characters you need now. Right. So we can get back to where we're supposed to be. And and of course, now they're looking for Melanie. Yeah. Right, um, and we've got all, all but confirmation that she is out there. Right, mm-hmm. in in some form, she's out there because some of them are convinced it could just be her body and she's dead because you can't survive in these circumstances and even in that little car that she has or whatever. We don't know. We even even the the end of the most recent episode when they they gave you a little tease of the next one, it seemed unclear. Right, you know, which obviously they're not. They don't want you to know right now. Right. Um, so they have that. Then they have the Eden they're looking for that, like you said, he made up and now he's with, with the coma he was in. And that, that was a weird episode. Yeah. The coma episode. Uh, but was very cool. Like it was, it was like an espionage adventure thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, he kind of regretted making stuff up and he's like, maybe I should tell the truth. Maybe I shouldn't be the leader anymore. So now he's having doubts about everything. Right. Of course, because you have to have the extra drama. Right, exactly. And, and of course, now with the baby, there's always like, something's going to happen to the baby. <laughs> um, and... and then Wilfred out of nowhere is like, is he actually 
switching or changing or what's going on with that? No, nah, he's playing games. That's I mean, what that's he, what I, I think. Play. But they may actually yeah. have that he went crazy and lost it and is on his way back from it. Well, because because remember he was in a coma for a short time and still recovering. So it is questionable whether there was some kind of brain damage, whether he had the same dreaming kind of thing going on. Right. And he's changed or not. Um, is there something that caused these dreams? Right. And the fact that, you know, he's like, oh, try taking that route and, and you'll see if you can find Melanie that way. And it leads them into this toxic cloud. Right. And they're like, did you do this on purpose? But then at the same time, the last time they passed there, nothing was going on because everything was still so frozen. Right. So how could he have known to have actually led them there? Uh, because, know. Yeah. you know, at the time you wouldn't have thought the temperatures and stuff were going to do anything. Right. So, yeah. So, of course, there's major drama with the toxic cloud, too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was disappointing to to apparently lose someone because she only recently came on board, literally. Right. Um, But it's kind of like she came on board for a reason and she redeemed herself right. in a way. Um, to help with the get the filters or, or whatever it was to get the toxic cloud taken care of in the ship in the in the train. So right there, just when you think you kind of know where this thing's going along the way, they just throw something at you. Yeah, mm -hmm. something always goes wrong. Every episode, something goes wrong. Like there's never. It, it's why you watch the show. You're not watching the show to have a nice, calm episode, admittedly. <laughs> but, you know, you're not just having everyone kicking back with a cocktail like, oh, this is a nice train ride. Um, but at the same time, there's just so much. <laughs> there, there is. Like, there is no there is no chill in the show. No. And, of course, you have the um, the the other engineer who was attacked by Wilfred's dog, who now has an issue with the dog. And... And the other one was trying, she was trying to help him mm -hmm. get closer to the dog a little at a time, calm mm -hmm. him down, deal with his anxiety over it. Mm -hmm. And then she almost got killed because he had a flashback. Right. So it's like he's, he's mostly useless at this point because he can't deal with it to do anything. Right. So I, that's why, that's why you have Melanie's daughter basically being an engineer now. She's a full engineer. Right. So, and then you have the, the, the Chanteuse, Wilfred's maybe girlfriend. I don't know what the hell she is anymore. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if she knows what she is at this point. Cause they've done so right. much different things. I mean, she was banished to the back of the train and then like two episodes later, she's up in the middle doing stuff. And then there's like, now she's right. being taken up to meet him. And what in the world and, is going on with this? <laughs> and then, and then she, they consider her a healer though, because the security one brought her in yeah. mm -hmm. to, to, to help guide, guide him through the coma like and she was guiding both of them through the coma right um that apparently worked um and yet she doesn't she, it, it it seems like she doesn't want to be with wilford anymore anyway right and but she doesn't know what her place really is anymore right no one seems to on the train because like everything's every, in constant yeah, flux everyone's positions have changed since they joined trains <clears throat> since power shifted it's Mm-hmm. There's a lot of drama on the show. It's like just it's all characters are full of hey. drama. It's kinda like watching The Walking Dead. It's not about the zombies. It's kinda <laughs> like it's on TNT drama. 
It's not yes! like their um. It's not like their network tag phrase or anything. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. No. Not not what we'd expect at all of TNT. No. Of course not. No. At one time, TNT seemed to be like they were trying to dabble in the action a little bit, but even their action shows were more dramatic. Yeah. You know, like uh, there was Wanted, which was about a, a multi-agency task force. It was, I think they were trying to capture a hundred of the most wanted criminals, whatever. But even then, the leader had a thing with his on-again off again ex-wife there was another guy that was like a recovering alcoholic and all that ended up like spilling into the show more so than going after the criminals and um memphis beat which was a really good show i really liked it and they i think even though memphis beat got canceled they got they were starting to get more into the dramatic part of it I mean, the only show that really kind of held true to what it was, the whole run that it had on TNT was, uh, well, okay, that's not true. You had the librarians that held true to. That from, stayed actiony. That yeah. stayed actiony and um, uh, leverage. They, yeah. There were some dramatic you, moments. You get, you get moments of finding out about the characters, but they don't focus on. It doesn't become a soap opera. No, but yeah, after that, everything else was just. But I mean, yeah, you take Snowpiercer. It it's actiony, but I mean, these are there's a finite number of people trapped on a train, basically. So right. you're going to get all the interactions, and that's what you're what that's what you're there for. Right. Right. You know, you you got you got the knife fight. You got the thing to happen, right? You know, once they found the bomber and stuff, you got the knife fight, um, and and you get the action in terms of crap going wrong with the train and everybody's gonna die again, right? Uh, but but yeah, I mean, the whole thing is is about the drama and and the interactions with people, but it just happens to be interesting circumstances most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like you have the crazy chick that's working the bar now, the redhead. You never know what's going on with her. No. Oh my god! Now she went to the 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 doctor and had part of herself shaved off. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and then, uh, I mean, that's, a, that's the sort of thing they do when people are like are under when they're, you know, right. skin grafts and stuff. You don't do that awake. No, um, no. And, well, uh, well, she did happen to go to Dr. Frankenstein. So that's true. That's right. true. And then you're wondering what happened with the baby because of all those cold treatments. Right. Um, that were done, and of course we know the other one who got all the cold treatments and how she can survive, and and with and now she has the mechanical arm and all that. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Like there's just there is drama, but a lot of the drama is because of the strange circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's not just your typical relationship drama. Because actually, when when um he was in the coma, the two women in his life actually we're getting along right and talking about like like the one the the baby mama was basically telling the other one that she was glad she was in his life right had him and she you know she had been jealous and angry at first but she wasn't anymore and they mm-hmm. were like i told i actually turned to kyla and i'm like oh my god the women are getting along i know yeah. I was like <laughs> i'm like this is a nice change of pace <laughs> like well what oh there, okay there's no what? drama there wait what it's not a soap opera with the baby. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a good, show. it's, it's had some, some questionable things go on and, and a bit of stop and start along the way, but 
in general, I mean, we're nearing the end of the third season. It's been a good show. Right. right. Yeah. It, it stays I, interesting. Now, do we know, do they have another season or is this going to be the end or what? Um, I don't know that they've announced another season. Um, they, I, I do know, I looked it up. The, the season finale is just in a couple weeks. It's at the end of March. Um, on the 28th is, is the season finale. So that's next um, week. Yeah. Yeah, it is next week. So we get an episode this week and then next week. Um, mm-hmm. there actually, it has been, it has been greenlit for a fourth season that may have been, they may have actually done that when they told us there was going to be a third season. Right. Was that two? And I think it was a two and one. I think right. they told us three and four. Um, so that, yeah. So, so we know, we know there's, there's a fourth season coming as well. So don't expect resolution next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to find Eden next week. Put it that way. No. We're, well, we'll find out if he wants to tell the truth about things, but the, they won't find Eden, especially since the this week's episode is going to be about whether or not Melanie's alive and they can get to her. Right. And then w- with one episode left, they're not making it all the way to where Eden supposedly is. Yeah. No. Well, because they're so, they're in North America right now, and this Eden yeah. place is supposed to be on the uh, what the east side of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> the train Africa, moves quick, so, but not that. Quick. I thought it was the Horn. Exactly. The bottom part of yeah, Africa. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, because they've got to go up and over because they're on basically they're they're near the West Coast. They've got to go up and over and down. Right. So they they, they go all the way across Asia to get there. Yeah. So they got a long way to go for sure. They they have and we may not find out until the end of the fourth season. Yeah. We got got a ways to go. Um, But yeah, I I think it's been worth watching. I mean, I I liked the, the movie it was based on anyway. So I was curious when it first started and it's. It's kept up the intrigue and, and the interest in the action to, to make you keep watching, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. It was, I mean, all of us, when we um, first heard this was coming, knew that um, we had enjoyed the movie, but it was just like, it was too fast. There's yeah. too much stuff to put into just that one quick movie to build this entire world, know exactly what's happening, and then still have an actual cohesive story of something going right. on forward. Right. Right. So now that we've and, seen and, that they can flesh it out, it's actually uh, a lot of stories. Remember, we've talked about like this that, wow, that movie was cool. It would be so much better as a series. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and I mean, you know, with for for the sake of of this show, kind of recapping the movie in the first season, but also fleshing it out at the same time. Right. Um, and getting you used to the additional characters because obviously you couldn't have the smaller um focus on on characters like the movie had like there were really only a few characters you were concerned with in the Mm -hmm. movie right whereas this because they made sure to actually give you portions of the train Mm -hmm. to watch at different times you had to have different characters a lot more characters along the way Mm -hmm. To, to focus on and, and and flesh that out more. But you would think, though, and, I, and I've thought about this as the series progresses, that apparently something happens where that former hierarchy is reestablished. Because mm-hmm. you, you, the tailies definitely are the tailies, and, you know, there apparently must will, will end up having to be another series of attacks or revolutions to move up to the front right but the thing the thing is once once you had the former tailies come to power 
the current tailies are being treated better. Right. So the revolution is less likely because you need the tailies because they're the workers. Right. Yeah. You know, they're they're the the ones dealing with the engine crap. Right. And they're the the strong arm security force. Mm -hmm. and You know, all this kind of thing. So you need the tailies. Right. But only someone who's been there knows both that they're needed and how they should be respected. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, though. No, the movie never gave you that chance. No, the no, movie, no, the, no. The whole point of the movie was the one guy who had to make it to the top. Right. And and figure that out. So. And the one thing, it seems like out of three seasons so far, the one, the only thing that they've done as a possible positive for the whole train in general was they got rid of first class. Other than that, everybody, it's still right. tailies or regular train. Right. right. They got rid of and, one but, of the system, one part of the system. The, the other thing is they've kept up the fact that you you do have tailies and everyone else, but tailies were uh, they're a culture of their own. Yeah, right. And when when you got that knife fight a couple episodes ago, mm -hmm. um, well, well, when you got basically the whole the whole um, what seemed to be peace talks uh, between the two that led to the knife fight because they couldn't agree. Right. It was all because of the Taley process. The Taley's had established that this is how things are done. Mm -hmm. So both of them having been Taley's, they respected that. And they were like, we have to stick to this. Right. Whereas the baby mama is like, I hate this. I hate Taley's. I hate what they do. Mm -hmm. I don't want this happening. It wasn't supposed to go to knives, went to knives. Right. Things went bad, you know? So, they it, it tailies are still tailies because it's a culture, not right. necessarily because they're at the end of the train. Right. Yeah. It's it's still a culture. Even ones who've moved up still consider themselves tailies. Right. You know, so it, it's kind of like, you know, leaving your country of birth. You still consider yourself part of that country. Right. You know, right, so right. Um, I, I like that they've done that. Like they've they they haven't made everything equal just because you'd hope they would sort of. Th it's like they've stayed realistic by keeping not necessarily as well-defined classes, but keeping some cultural things. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Along the way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the tailies don't seem to be trying to get out of there anymore. Yeah. No, they're, they're, this no. is what they know at this point, especially yeah. the younger, the, the kids and stuff It's like, dude, this is just the way yeah. life is. So and, a lot and, of the kids there, the younger kids don't even probably don't remember life before the train. Right. And and plus now they get the story of the man in charge was a tailie. So, you know, they right. have that to look up to, knowing they get treated better in that now anyway, mm -hmm. they're fine with it. So, right. So that that's why you get more of the individual dramas with things happening that people don't agree with how things are being run. Mm -hmm. It's an individual thing more so than the entirety of chunks of the train like, like it started out with. Right. Yeah. So... It, it keeps your interest, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we got one more week of that, and then we get to wait for another year. <laughs> we have so many things to fill in along the way. We though. do, yeah. yeah so, well, actually, what the the week we get the finale of Snowpiercer is also the week we get the beginning of Moon Knight. So, yes. <laughs> we're not missing anything. <laughs> so, so there you go. but I think that was what we have mostly for today, wasn't it? Yep. Right. Anything else you want to cover on today's show? I think I'm okay. I don't okay. think I'm good. Well, I have some <laughs> ideas for next week, but we'll talk about that after this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, Geeksters, Miss Dawn still wants emails. I do. She wants to talk to people. 
she likes she loves being at home, but she still likes to talk to people over email. <laughs> That's right. You can always email us and get a hold of us. Everything over at our website, www.geekwatchone.com. Miss Dawn keeps that up to date, so with everything that's going on with us or anything that's coming is going to be on there. So um, check out www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, we are Geekwatch1. If you put Geekwatch1 into a search bar and don't find us, let us know. Miss Dawn will take care of the problem. I've got a team I can send out. That's right. You can also email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. We are proud members of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at weebygeekspc.com. And remember to check out our buddy Charlie Murphy over at Stray Dog Akron. He's got, remember, the Stray Dog Hot Dog Carts, the Stray Dog Cafes, the Bob's Hamburger. He's got the Akron Pickle. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. He's now got the Pug Fest. And we just found out yesterday he has the Stray Dog Event Center. More on that later. What? Okay. <laughs> I haven't even heard about that one yet. Well, all of that can be found at StrayDogAkron.com. But other than that, for Kyle and the Dawn and Vicky and myself, just remember. No matter where you go, there you are.